Welcome guys, this is episode number 146 of Latino Vegano, Latin Vegan. And for today, I'm going to be talking about the future of veganism and the vegan movement and how it can continue to grow, get better, expand, and how it's making positive impact on the world. So I think uh, um, sometimes we get caught up in the whole um, plant-based movement from the food standpoint and the health standpoint, which is great. And sometimes we miss a couple of topics. So this is this platform. But before we even go further, I always want to say thank you guys for love and support for all your comments if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet or to our youtube channel this is a perfect time so you can go ahead and click on that subscribe button right down below on the youtube channel on the podcast you just follow us on any of your favorite podcast platform so yeah so basically um i wanted to talk about this uh, everything related to you know veganism and lifestyle and everything all those things and but today discussing the, about the future of vegan movement and how it can continue to grow and make positive impacts on the world i think is is allows to kind of brought ourselves our rights and see see ourselves in a different perspective i would like to create topics that you know is, is open for a lot of discussions you can you can call it debate you can call it reasoning however is your favorite buzzword that you want to use i like to use always open the platform for those things and then i always read your comments and um and i i keep in touch with what you guys are saying and whatnot so I look forward for all the new good things. Um, before I even go the, um, into talking about this particular topic, I wanted to send a couple of shout-outs, uh, a couple of friends, people um, from different countries that always listen to the podcast and send out comments to friends from different parts of the world. Uh, we appreciate you guys and we love you guys as well. So I'm going to start with the growth of the vegan movement, right? So we, so we have seen... Um, by looking at how far, you know, the vegan movement or being vegan or veganism has come in the recent years, we'll explore the increase of veganism across the globe and the growing number of vegan options available in supermarkets and restaurants. We will also discuss the, or we'll discuss the rise of social media and how it has helped spread awareness about veganism, and it's a great thing because. I've been vegan for 20 plus years, or what, 20 years actually. And if I go back to when I started it, um, of course there was a, a, a lack of limitations. There was a limitation basically of, of products and, and, and food if we want to start from that perspective, right? So there was like maybe um, soy milk and probably like rice milk for the most now you got at least seven or eight different type of meal hemp meal rice meal soy meal almond meal uh all the nuts meal so we have seen flats meal so we have seen how um the the food itself from the vegan standpoint from the plant-based standpoint has expanded and has grown a lot so now you got a lot of options and you got way more options from food and other different things. So that's that's been big. In the last 20 years, it's been a, an amazing growth. Uh, the quality of the food is better. The products are better. People are getting more creative. Um, science is behind it. So that growth is amazing because uh, when you give people options 
and then it, it allows them to to shift themselves in an easier way or to transition themselves in a more easier way um, and then we, we appreciate that a lot so certainly in addition to the animal rights many vegans are also starting to incorporate social justice and human rights issues into their activism so as we see in the growth from the food perspective, now we see in the growth also in the activism purpose, right? This is because many of the same oppressive system that harm animals, such as capitalism and racism, also harm humans. So a lot of the people are making the connection from that perspective, right? How slavery is equivalent to animal uh, slavery is the same way, you know, when you when you have a horse with carriage, for example, and then just beating that animal so he can accomplish something, uh, so he can take you to someplace on how. I don't think that the animal is necessarily appreciating that whip. At the same time, you know, we look at racism, you know, uh, how, how, how was it back in those days, uh, back, uh, how was it back, back then? So we, we, we see the, the resemblance in those, those things, right? The, the only difference is we're looking at of a, of a human versus an animal. So, but at the same time, there's two sentient beings and, you know, feeling the same way. It's just the way a human feels, the way an animal feels. So, we're starting to see now more people coming in tune with that, and that's what allows a lot of vegans to make that, or a lot of vegans to start that transition, to actually make the transition and stay vegan for a long period of time because they actually make that connection. So it's important that you see more of those type of activists. And furthermore, many vegans are also involved in the fight against food desert, which are our areas where access to fresh, healthy foods is limited. By promoting plant-based diet and increasing access to the fresh fruits and vegetables, vegans can help address this issue as well. So we started seeing that a lot too, how more vegans involved in that type of activism as well, how we help to basically create more food for those in need. Like we always, we always say that there's a lot of people in need with food, but if we actually feed them plant-based, we'll be able to supply those needs. And at the same time, if we take away how much land we use to feed the animals, and we use that land to feed people, man, we, we would accomplish um, world hunger in a better way. Like, we probably can reduce world hunger to a minimum um, if we use that same resources that we use for animal agriculture, we use it to feed those people. So there, there is a lot of growth also when it comes to vegans being more in tune with that. But not only just vegans, people in general, because I'm here speaking to to the masses, right? I'm not just talking to my fellow vegans. I'm speaking to the people, to the masses, to to all of y'all. And then we we want to be able to to from a vegan perspective, be able to be more open and communicate those messages to y'all but at the same time for you guys just to listen to everything from a vegan perspective have to say and how we um how we relate all of these different um, scenarios so as different um activisms into into one to pretty pretty much so that for us was was the main important um, thing when it comes down to to growing the movement you know to create more awareness in all these different areas and build on uh, that one activism because a lot of uh, a lot of outsiders see vegans just when they come from an uh, animal activist animals rights they only look at it from the animal uh, rights perspective oh they only care about the animal they don't care about humans and um and 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 there's a there's a truth to that and there's a there's a there's a fine line because um, I do understand both sides, right? 
And um, the way I see it is that, yeah, you are so passionate about um, animals or taking care of other people, taking care of other sentient beings, that you go, you actually go against your own, your own race or your own or your own people or, or, or human again, like your own species, um, so you can fight, so you can go against them, so you can get your message across. And and that's and, and that's the passion that you have for for that, right? And at the same time, uh, I can understand how somebody will say, "Well, you don't care about us." So at the end of the day, it, it's, if not, if if you care for them or not, it's, it's about caring for all of it, right? You care for humans, you care for animals, you care for all of it, right? Because yes, we can eliminate all the humans from the planet, and the planet will still remain being you know, great, beautiful, and it will actually flourish because we won't have no pollution and all the different things if you take care of take care of all the humans. But we are here to stay, we progress, we, we do different things as human race, right? But the thing is like we will have to focus more on creating instead of like disintegrating and, and, and deteriorating. So that's what the main thing should be. Should we focus on creating a better environment, a better place for us to live, to live, and to unite, and to, to do all these different things. So it's a matter of us getting educated when it comes to that topic. I'm not saying that I am perfect by all means, and um, I'm not here saying that you guys should, you know, do this, do it, do it that way. But what I'm saying is that we all have to, we have to start from somewhere and somehow. You probably already started it, right? And um, as let's say you already started by going vegan, great. So that's a perfect uh, sta- perfect sample. It's a, it's a great way to, of getting started because uh, you create that consciousness, right? You create, you take care of yourself, you take care of your body, you take care of the environment, and so on and so forth. At the same time, then you know you start thinking about this of different topics, right? Intersectional vegan, they call it, where you just now start thinking about the different type of activists and different things that you can do to promote the uh, um, the movement and to promote a better living for all of us. And if you had not started it, or if you have not um, come out into that realization yet, it, it, it's time. You know, it's time that you you know start. Uh, putting those, you know, start thinking about this, right? Start thinking about how can you, uh, how can you help? So if you're not ready yet, keep yourself educating, keep yourself finding information, keep, uh, keep doing every single thing that you're doing from a, from a point that's taking the small steps towards your main goal. So that's will be my my biggest advice when it comes to to taking or thinking about growing as a person in general, not just as a vegan itself. And it's you as a vegan, just growing as a vegan itself. Additionally, veganism has been seen as a way to fight against labor exploitation in the food industry. Many workers in the meat and dairy industry are suggested to low wages and poor working conditions by advocating for a shift of toward plant-based diet and supporting fair labor practices in the food industry. Vegans can help combat the exploitation. So we want to avoid that exploitation also, like we mentioned it from the human perspective also only in the food industry right um, so that's a topic that that a lot of vegans are passionate about too so yeah we talk about animal exploitation but it's human exploitation as well so they don't support they we talk about fair trade right they don't they don't support businesses that have those kind of practices sometimes big corporations have these sweatshops shops and they, all these kind of um, warehouses where they mistreat employees and then they get paid minimum wage uh, and then all these different things, and so when that happens, we a lot of vegans are very strong about that as well. So they just support businesses that have a really good practice. So that's very important too. Uh, important that we also take into consideration uh, 
all the species are being treated and we want to get the best treatment for all of us animals and humans at the same time right another example of being an activism that goes beyond animal rights is a fight for indigenous rights Indigenous people around the world are often displaced from land, from their own property, their own land, and their traditional diet, which can include plant-based in some cases. By supporting indigenous lands' rights and promoting plant-based diet, vegans can help support the rights of this community. Um, <laughs> I always, I don't know if you, well, for those guys been following me for a while, uh, I always tell the story that I initiated in the whole plant-based vegan movement through Rastafari, right? And a lot of you guys know that. So I was first time introduced to vegetarianism, which is, which is actually what we was called back then, uh, to Rastafari. But, and so what I mean with that is, the reason why I bring this into correlation is because they usually always talk about land, growing your own for land, growing your own crops, you know, creating your own fruits and vegetables, um, not not worrying about, you know, eat what comes from the earth. This is, they, used to, they used to talk a lot about these different things. And there was not really much of a... There was, there was a lot of, us, of teaching that was involved about, you know, right, empowerment, um, basically, you know, know your roots, know where you come from, know where you want to go, all these different teachings, right? Everything that we're talking about it right now from different angles uh, is what I was brought up to or was raised to, you know, and, or, or was exposed to when I started it. And then, and then there, was, there was a lot of those traditions that they were trying to strip away from them that they were used to consider traditions coming from their roots which is africa in that case right and it's the same thing that when we talk about indigenous they go through the same way right they used to call their great loss and things like that and and and, and i'm trying to use this as an example because it for me is a more of a uh, it was an example that actually seen by myself. It was something that I saw, basically, instead of, of you know, it's an example that I'm not very familiar with. But I can see how it, it goes hands in hand, right? Because we're talking about people populated in an area, a specific area of the earth or so, and then and maintaining a, a, a traditions and being, and, and they fighting for the tradition with, you know, the Western or, or the modern society and whatnot. So, and, and that's, that's a big thing, right? Because we want to be able to respect uh, people that are being in this planet longer than us and then respect the traditions and em embrace the traditions because a lot of them, they, they understand and know things that we know, no matter how much technology will come. Sometimes when you go back to like the basic, like if you eat the basic food, for example, it's way a lot better than any other processed tradition or modern food that you can probably eat because it's the most um, true and natural food that you can possibly eat. So here I'm talking about me grabbing a mango from a tree or me basically getting some bananas and put some some plantain from the actual from the plant from the plant itself from the tree itself so there's nothing more natural than that if you want to put it from that perspective so for me that's why we want to maintain talking about these different topics when it comes down to growth overall as the vegan movement continues to grow we are likely to see more intersectional activism is how they call it that addresses issues beyond animal rights 
by recognizing this intersectionness of different forms of oppression, begin can work toward a more just and sustainable um, world of all around. So this is a term that is being used a lot lately, right? Intersectional vegan, because you're not just focusing on the animal rights, you're focusing on a lot of other issues around. If you don't like to call a label, as long as you're aware of these different things and then you're doing your part to embrace all the different things, I think you, you're stepping in the right, the right step, and you're taking the right steps toward that particular goal. Right, so some of the challenges that the vegan movement are facing because just like we are growing, we also face some challenges, right? And then there are quite a few challenges. And this is some of the ones that I'm going to mention, but we have quite a lot of other challenges. And it's like, it's like anything in life, right? Even in your own personal life, you have moments, uh, it peaks, you have moments of ups and goes up and down, but you have challenges too, right? And it's how you overcome those challenges as how you attain success in anything in life. And that applies for anything that you want to do, right? So despite all the growth, of the bigger movement, there are still many challenges that we face, right? We will explore some of the most common misconceptions about veganism and how they can be addressed. We also look at the issue of food accessibility and how veganism can be made more accessible to those living in food desert. The importance of education. For me, this is key, and this applies to anything. Go back to the example I was saying in the Rastafari. Rastafari, I always tell you that education is the key to a better world. Education is everything, right? When I mean education, is like the more you know about a specific thing. And I'm not talking about going to YouTube, watch two videos, and you just become an expert. No, I'm talking like you dedicate sweat, blood, and tear, basically, to one particular thing. Uh, I was told that if you spend 10 plus years doing one particular thing, you become an expert at that point. So you're like a pro, basically. So if that's the case, you cannot just do a quick tour, a quick tutorial online and then become an expert by, by any means that you can say out of your mouth. But basically, uh, and experience-wise, that's, that's a completely different ballgame from, uh, from, from that standpoint. So education is always key. It is very, very key that you educate yourself. Uh, it's a crucial component on the vegan movement as more people become aware of the impact of their food choices on their health, the environment, and the animals, they are more likely to make positive changes in their diets. Vegans can play a vital role in educating others about the benefit of plant-based diet and the impact of animal agriculture. So it is crucial that vegans turns into into influencers, if you want to put it on, on some bus terms, right? Into people that educate others, into people that help transition others in a way that is more effective. Some people like to be a militant way, others like to be a more uh, subtle way. Whatever is your is your way, you can find the vegan or the plant-based or the person that has been doing it or done it or, you know, it's in it, in this journey, that works for you. So the way the, the message is, comes across. Uh, we all have different ways of different people that are uh, have different type of way of um, expressing themselves. And then find a way that resonates with you. Especially find someone that um, you can relate to in a way of they having a similar uh, life journey as yours. Like, for example, when I started my movement, the person that introduced me to veganism was is a friend of mine, right? Rafael. I always talk about him or I spoke about him before. So, you know, so we about the same age. 
we uh, we uh, birthdays in the same month. You know, we play the same sport. You know, so we have a very similarity. So it's like my, it's like a like a brother to me, right? For example, so it was easy for me to follow uh, to listen to him because of the of the similarity that we have. Then once I started doing my own research, because you always have to do your own research, then I started finding other people that have similarity. I like working out, so I find people that like working out. I like playing basketball, so I like people that like playing basketball. I like I like music. Uh, you know, I like I like bu- um, podcasting. I like creating um, content. So I started finding folks, you know, different things that I enjoy doing that are in the same kind of niche, but put it in another perspective. So that helped me to, oh, okay, I can relate to this person. So you can maintain friendships. You can, you can connect with people, and that allows you to connect. So I like you to connect and grow because you learn from them. You learn something new from them. I learn from a lot of these people. I'm learning, I'm constantly learning different things from 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 food recipes to um, diet stuff, um, lifestyle. Yeah, I've learned activisms. I mean, different things you learn from different people. You continue those relationships. So for me, that was key. You educate yourself, and then you find also the people, the right people around you that allows you to grow. When it comes down to to spending or embarking this journey, because can play a vital role in educating others, right? So we always want to talk about how we use our platform to communicate the message to others. So that's why I have this platform. I want to vote. I'm a voice for Latinos. You know, Latinos all from all over the place, Latin America or Hispanic America or the whole world. It don't really matter. You know, anyone that can relate. But I speak for all of those. Because I felt there was a need for a platform that we can speak about all the different topics. So you say, you know what, I'm going to create one. So I created this. I said, you know what, I'm going to be the voice for Latinos. So I'm going to be the Joe Rogan, the Latino Joe Rogan of veganism, for example. And uh, <laughs> and then I'm using this platform so I can express that and tell the people all about veganism from all the different uh, perspectives. One example of importance of educating is the recent surge of the plant-based meat alternative. Companies like Omni Food, shout out to the Omni Food and Soya in Mexico, have gained popularity in the recent years, largely due to the increase of awareness of the negative impact of animal agriculture on the environment and animal welfare. This company has been successful in a large part because they offer products that can appeal to non-vegans and provide a more accessible way for people to reduce their meat consumption. Um, companies like Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger as well. I have done a garden, I also can include into into the list. I really done a high marketing so they can compete with this company. They have a lot of good investors behind those companies too, with a lot of capital and a lot of power. And then they're pushing a lot of these products into the market and it's helping to bring that Non, let's say non-vegan into the equation uh, by giving them options that are very appealing to them, and uh, to me, that's I think that's that's a great way of or set weighing into one thing. You know, you you might get that one non-vegan person to turn vegan eventually. Uh, at least he he or she is getting started in that in that process. They might might not, but they've reduced the consumption, so maybe they go. Um, and you know, every other week, like I was listening to a friend of mine saying that he knows a guy that he goes and that suddenly for two weeks he goes on a rampage eating a bunch of meat. Then he gets like sick, so he decide, and then he goes for like two weeks uh, for fully plant based. For for example, where he changes to a lot of these um, meat alternative or meat alternative and this plant based alternative. 
So you go for about two weeks in that way. So, and then it goes on and on. So in a sense, it's like, well, at least this guy, is, he's consuming me 50% of the time. And then uh, and in that sense, you can you can start seeing it from that perspective. It's, it's, it's a progress because who knows? He can be 50% of the time. Eventually, a couple of years, maybe he do it 75% of the time. So it's a lot less consumption of me and then more consumption of plant-based products. So for me, this is what we are, are seeing in the market. This is some of the growth that we are seeing now. And that's all through the education that has been come out, has been exposed, has been given, and then we continue to do so. Another example is the increase of availability of vegan options in restaurants and grocery stores. This has been driven in part by growing demand for plant-based food, but also by the effort of vegan activists who has been advocating for more vegan options and promoting the benefit of plant-based diet. I actually truly, truly, truly agree on this because you can see now more that people go on places and say, you need to have some vegan options, and then people start thinking about having big options in their restaurants and then you um there's this couple of like stickers and 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 uh, ways that you can leave notes to restaurants like, hey, this restaurant has a vegan option. You take pictures of that, that's promotion. There's a lot of ways that has been created and then pu- pushing um, the movement and so it can become more of a mainstream thing, right? And then I think that's that's helping. And yes, I know this is sometimes it's a slippery slow type of topic because there's some vegans or some people uh, from the vegan community that might feel a little bit uh, well, you know, I don't I don't know if I'll feel too comfortable having a uh, let's say a steakhouse selling vegan food, which I agree. Uh, I particularly won't necessarily support that business as much. Uh, in a higher scale, my list. If, if I support in a hundred percent vegan restaurant, I will always have a hundred percent vegan restaurants on top of my list. Everything else in the low, lower, lower, lower tier of my list. And the reason why is because I feel like a vegan restaurant needed more too. I feel comfortable going there because I don't have to worry about they. Uh, my food being cross cross contaminated, or they all sleep or something like that. So I rather avoid that. So I rather stay with 100% vegan food restaurant in that sense. And uh, it's like my people, right? So I always try to support my people from from that perspective. So, uh, but at the same time, I feel like it is a it's a it's a good thing. It's a it's a good thing. It's a great thing having these type of restaurants offering vegan options because one, like I said. It will be a good place, like for example, if you have a group of friends and then they're going to this particular type of place, now you have an option that you can order. So you even though you'll be the only weird person ordering the vegan food in a steakhouse, at least you know there are options there that you can eat. Two, that means that they are, there's a demand asking for the type of food. You never would have think that a, a steakhouse, for example, would have vegan option. Well, guess what? Now they do. So you'll have that option there for you or for whoever needs it in that moment um, and stuff like that. So it creates that, that, that type of awareness. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is how do I, uh, what's the future? So how do we see veganism moving from this point on? Um, as we all discuss the potential for vegan movement to continue growing in the future, and there's a couple ideas mainstream and how it could impact the society as a whole. We all look at the role of the technology and advancing the vegan movement, such as the development of plant-based meat alternatives, like I mentioned. Intersectionalism and diversity. Intersectionality and diversity are important considerations in the vegan movement. As the movement grows and becomes more mainstream, 
it is crucial to recognize the way in which different forms of oppressions are interconnected and to work towards creating a more inclusive and equitable, equitable movement. One example of the recognition that veganism is not just about animal rights, but also about human rights, many vegans are now advocating for social justice, such as fighting against racism, sexism, and other forms of oppression. This includes recognizing the ways in which animals' exploitation is often linked to the form of exploitation and oppression, such as the exploitation of workers in the animal agriculture industry. Another example of the recognition that not all people have equal access to plant-based food is some community access to health foods is limited, and many people may not be able to afford to eat vegan diet. It's important for vegans to consider these issues and work toward creating more equitable access to health foods for everyone. So I was talking about this with Lida Durango. Yeah, you can actually listen to our interview. Uh, in a couple episodes back, so and we were talking about this. Like I asked, why does it is why does people complain that vegan food is expensive, and then this is true that vegan food is expensive. And one of the things that she told me, and that's I 100% agree with her, is that the, one of the main things is that vegan food is not subsidized by the government, like the dairy industry and the meat industry. So there's a lot of politics behind that. And when you subsidize food, that allows the food to have a really reduced cost, a really reduced price, and then be uh, affordable for people. But at the same time, they feel that you junk, right? It's like garbage, basically, what you're eating. So, but it's subsidized, so you can find things like for for cheap. That's why you find a lot of this meat that's selling these fast food joints that is are, are are so affordable. You can get a burger for a dollar or two dollar, whatever the price is, because it's a lot of there's, there's a lot of subsidy that comes from those food. And then by having that situation, then uh, when a vegan product comes out, and then you you start compare prices, then you say, oh no, this is too expensive. I can't afford it. But no, it's because you don't have the government behind it subsidizing those products. So for me, the solution for that to happen is that we have to subsidize our own product. We as community, we have to get together and then we buy this food in bulk and then we mass distribute this food. And then that's the way that we can subsidize and help each other. We, we create or we actually, we produce our own food and then by producing our own food, we can then distribute it to the masses, right? So create our own network. By us creating our own network, that allows us to uh, that rely on the big guy to subsidize our meal. Let us subsidize that meal so we have people that can distribute. Then we work towards them. We got people that can create the food. We got people that can place the food, sell the food, cook the food. So we all create a big network. And that big network allows us to have better prices because we work in that community. And that community could be worldwide, not with the internet. And we don't have to focus. That's the technology part of we saying that we don't have to just focus on one. We have to we have to focus on on the massive. So that's a really great way, in my opinion, that we can help subsidize those food and put it in in people's plates with much affordable prices. The other thing is like if you stick to eating basic. When I mean basic, it's basic vegan food, uh, grains, nuts, seed, vegetable, fruits. Uh, you can find that pretty affordable. Now, if you want to go a little bit fancier and then get all these different um, alternatives and stuff, I can see how then you know it, it can rise up the price. So it depends on how how much do you want to eat. Like I was in Cuba not too long ago last year, and I ate very basic, you know, rice, beans, you know, very basic, you know. And so that's that's what they got. That's what I ate, you know, very very basic food. 
and then some, uh, when I'm you say in the U.S., Panama, Colombia, uh, all the different countries, now they got restaurants and the food is they got more variety of food, for example, and then you can go to a restaurant and try a different place. But that's if that's that's if you want to eat that way. Otherwise, you can stay with the basic stuff, right? So I want to finalize by how we can make a positive impact, right? Finally, we'll discuss how the vegan movement can continue to make a positive impact on the world. We'll explore the environmental benefit of a vegan lifestyle and how veganism can help combat climate changes. We also discuss the ethical impact or implementation of plant-based diet and how it can contribute to a more compassionate world. Technology and innovation uh, are also playing a significant role in the future of vegan movement. As technology advances, there are new opportunities to create plant-based alternatives to animal products that are more sustainable and more appealing to non-vegans. One example is the development of cell-based meat, also known as lab-grown meat. This technology allows meat to be grown from animal cells without the need for animal agriculture. This could potentially reduce the negative impact of animal agriculture on the environment and animal welfare, while still allowing people to consume meat. So I leave this for debate. People would like to talk about this. We can talk about this later. But I left that in the sense of like it's something that is being created and then without purpose. So it's something that we will have to discuss. Another example in the development of plant-based alternatives to traditional animal products such as cheese, eggs, and meal. As these alternatives become more widely available and more affordable, they provide an accessible way for people to reduce their consumption of animal products and move toward a more plant-based diet. Overall, the future of vegan movement is bright, which increases awareness and education, recognition of intersectional and diversity, and the advancement in technology and innovation. By working together and continuing to advocate for positive change, the vegan movement can make a significant impact on the world. As you guys seen, the vegan movement has come a long way since I started it 20 plus years ago, or 20 years ago, in recent years, but there's still much work to done, or much work to get done, or to do, basically, by addressing the challenges facing the movement and continuing to spread awareness, veganism can continue to grow and make a positive impact on the world. Thank you guys for joining, for listening to my pet talk, for listening to my podcast, and we hope you'll tune in to my next week's episode for more discussions on veganism and living a compassionate life. Love you guys. See you guys next time and peace. Gracias por escuchar Latino y Vegano. Un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com. Latino